Hey, how are you doing today? It's Thursday, time for our journey through Scripture. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. Good to see you today. Um, we are continuing in the book of Numbers, not going to go through quite as many chapters as we did last week. Uh, we're going to be in through chapters 9 through 12. So 9 through 12, if you want to pause and go and, and read through those, those chapters and then come back and join us, encourage you to do that now. All right, if you remember, last time we, we talked about Numbers. Numbers is kind of the transition of the people uh, that they have been in at Mount Sinai, and now they are preparing to go uh, uh, to the Promised Land. And, and all that God has been preparing for them is going to be, if you will, put into play, start putting into action. Um, the, uh, it starts off, it lets us know uh, they are to begin celebrating the Passover. Remember uh, in Leviticus, there was very uh, specific uh, ways, that, the, and the Passover was one of the main feasts that they were to participate in and to celebrate. And so it is now the first month of the second year uh, out of coming out of slavery from Egypt. So they, they were at Mount Sinai for just about a, a, for a full year. Um, and so now they're uh, celebrating the Passover, and they're eventually going to begin making their way to the Promised Land. It's interesting that you, you read there in chapter 9, and, uh, and you see how they were instructed to, to celebrate the Passover, and there were many people who were unclean. They had helped bury uh, dead bodies, or they had done something that was, was unclean, and they technically couldn't be with the community to celebrate Passover. Uh, and so they petitioned and they asked Moses, hey, what's, what do we do here? And Moses asked the Lord, and the Lord says, well, they can do it next month, right? That, that it, it is okay. And then he, re- he emphasizes that those who choose not to celebrate Passover, basically they just need to be on their way, <laughs> right? That, that you don't have, a, have a, a place with this group of people if you were not going to celebrate Passover. And that extended to guests of the people that they would celebrate Passover with them as well. So this is something extremely important, but also God recognizes, uh, okay, there are those who wouldn't be able to because they were not clean. So, well, they could celebrate the Passover the next month. Uh, and, and so we, we kind of see the importance of Passover starting to, uh, to be a main uh, part of the people of Israel. So chapter 9 uh, begins with that, begins with uh, going through the, the Passover. Uh, and then in, in chapter 15, or verse 15, um, it's laid out how God was going to lead the people, right? So they, they would have the tabernacle that would be set up, uh, and God would be literally present there, right? Physically present uh, in, in a sense, not in human form, but he was physically present. He would be there in the form of a cloud during the day, uh, and at night he would be a, a pillar of fire. Um, and so the people would always know that God was with them. And then whenever he was ready to go, when God wanted them to move, the cloud would lift and it would start going, and the people would pack up the tabernacle, and they would start following. Interesting, in verse 22, it says, whether it was two days, a month, or a year that the cloud remained above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would would remain encamped and not journey. But when it was taken up, they would journey. So it's, it's a, I love the, the illustration, the important thing that we can apply to our lives today is, you know what? Wait for the Lord. 
right? Wait for him to lead you. Seek his guidance. Now, unfortunately, and it's kind of a shame, I, I wish that God was as clear as being a, <laughs> a cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night where it was obvious which way we should go. Um, that's, that is not how, how God interacts with us today. Uh, but God is still present with you. He still is engaged in your life. And it's important that, that you include him, if you will, and seek his guidance uh, in, in all the decisions that you make. Uh, the decisions of your life. Um, sometimes we 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 can do both uh, both things. Sometimes we can get ahead of God, and we feel like we need to move, right? And, and I'm sure there were some of the people of Israel whenever they had been somewhere two days. It was kind of like, why are we here still? Why can't we? We just need to go on. Um, and sometimes we jump the gun. Um, other times we sit somewhere and we don't step out in faith. Um, we need to be. Uh, incorporating God into our daily lives, into the decisions that we make, the directions that we're seeking to go. Uh, and I think just like he led the people of Israel, he, he'll lead you and me as well. All right, as we continue on, uh, we see in chapter 10, uh, they uh, uh, they make the silver trumpets. The trumpets are going to be uh, an important aspect uh, of of worship, of of a call to worship, of uh, of a call to war, of everything. They're going to be uh, very important. That we'll keep seeing them. Uh, and then we get uh, to verse eleven. Uh, it says, "Now it came to pass on the twentieth day of the second month of the second year." The cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle uh, of testimony, and the children of Israel set out from the wilderness of Sinai on their journeys. Uh, and so they began to move. Um, and so the people were there for a little bit over a year, and now they are beginning to move from Sinai uh, to the wilderness of Paran. Uh, and they do that, and then it goes through, and it says, here's how the orderly fashion that you are to, to move forward. Um, and at the, the end of that, uh, verse uh, 35, uh, I love kind of Moses' uh, uh, prayer each day. It says, so it was whenever the ark set out that Moses says, rise up, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered, and let those who hate you flee before you. And when, he, when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, to the many thousands of Israel. Right? So he's recognizing we need God as we're going, and we need God whenever we're sitting still. Uh, that that uh, God was central to their success. It was vital to everything that they did. Unfortunately, we get to chapter 11, and this is where we start seeing that um, the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? Uh, the people, you know, by now they have experienced uh, over a year of God's provision, uh, of seeing God's miracles, um, and it's just not enough. And they start to complain again. And there in chapter 11, uh, we see that they are complaining, uh, co complaining about uh, food. They're tired of, of only having uh, manna, they want meat, uh, they're just frustrated. They, they say that we would, uh, we, we would like to go back to Egypt. They throw that same excuse out there again. Uh, we'd like to have the fish that was plentiful and was free. Um, and, and so here they are just whining. Um, God is, 
is displeased to say the least. Uh, it's like, how many times have I heard this before? Uh, God gets very angry. Uh, Moses uh, obviously is also displeased and he kind of steps in uh, to, <laughs> to calm, uh, calm the Lord down. Again, there's a, a lot of similarities uh, between uh, this and when uh, the uh, God got mad at the people with the golden calf, uh, which wasn't too long ago, you'd have thought the people would have learned their lesson, but eh, they're like us. We don't learn our lessons very often, unfortunately. And, uh, and so they are, are very, very frustrated. Um, and uh, Moses is also very, very displeased. Uh, and Moses actually, <laughs> he, he gets upset with God and says, why have you given me these people? Uh, there in verse 11, it says, so Moses said to the Lord, uh, why have you afflicted your servant? Why have I not found uh, favor in your sight? And why have you laid uh, the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? <laughs> I, I love this. Uh, it's just, it just kind of is, is funny and shows the, the typical state uh, of trying to lead a group of people. Um, you know, that, that people are difficult to lead, right? Uh, that they are, that they are, are uh, challenging. Um, and, and it can be exhausting as a leader. Um, you know, I've talked to people in ministry, uh, and one of the things that will, you will laugh about, right, is saying, you know, ministry would be great if it weren't for all the people, right? That's, that's what Moses is saying. You know, this is, this is fine. I'm, I'm glad following you, God. I'm glad listening to you, but man, these people are driving me crazy, right? Uh, one of the things that I, I thought was, is, is important to uh, to pick out in verse four, it says uh, the I want to get this exactly. It says the rabble with them began to crave other food, and again the Israelites started wailing. Right, so it, it kind of it, it's a good reminder that there's always going to be a group of people who are not content, a group of people who are upset a group of people who will complain just to complain. That's, that's just a reality. And there's a, a couple of things for that is, is we need to understand that that's going to be the case. Um, and so that, so that we don't just make decisions based on the, the rabble, the group that is just always complaining. Um, and also, you don't want to be part of the rabble. Right? We don't want to be that. We don't want to be the people who are, who are always complaining because it infects everyone. Because I think it's interesting. It starts out, it says the, the rabble started complaining and then the, the, the people of Israel, uh, started crying out, right? So the rabble started spreading the discontent. Um, and we see that all the time. We, we see that in all different types of groups. Um, that, that the, the rabble, those who are discontent, those who are not grateful for what they have, who don't have a good perspective, can just be poison to the people, right? And, and, uh, and we need to make sure that we are not part of that. Uh, that, that's all you can do. And then you have to expect that it's going to happen in whatever group you're in, uh, that there are going to be uh, that element, and that's something we have to deal with. And it is very frustrating as Moses gets very frustrated, as God is very displeased. Um, but 
that that doesn't mean that that it's there's anything that we can do to completely overcome it uh, but we can learn from it and don't be part of the rabble is definitely <laughs> the the lesson of of chapter 11 uh, so it goes on and and so the lord uh is uh, the lord actually answers both both things in in a in an interesting way and um, with moses uh, he gives moses 70 elders to help moses Right? So the 70 elders are now going to go and uh, going to help Moses kind of spread out, take some of the weight off of his shoulders. Um, we're going to see that, that that brings with it some, some negatives here in just a moment. Um, and then he also says, I will give the people what they want. I will give them meat to eat uh, through, through quail. But this is interesting what he says. He's, he, uh, he says, but I will give them so much that it will become loathsome to them. <laughs> I, I kind of find that funny. <laughs> it's like, all right, you 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 aren't content. You're not going to be thankful for what you've got. I'll give you what you're asking for, and you're going to hate it. Um, and and sometimes we see that in our life. We think that we're missing something, and then when we get it, uh, we realize, man, that's more trouble than it was worth. Um, one thing that jumped out is uh, verse 28 and 29. It says, Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, uh, one of his choice men. Uh, so Joshua is, is introduced here. Uh, uh, answered and said, Moses, my Lord, forbid them. This is in reference to uh, two of the people that had helped Moses um, that the Spirit of the Lord was upon. And they, they, they heard the Spirit of the Lord and they were kind of prophesying from that. And uh, Moses said to them, uh, are you zealous for my sake? Moses says, oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. So it's interesting. Joshua was kind of offended that someone besides Moses uh, was, was able to interact and that the spirit of the Lord was upon them. Moses, on the other hand, it says, oh, wouldn't it be nice if the spirit of the Lord was upon everyone? And interestingly, if you kind of follow the history, right, all of this is eventually leading to Jesus coming in. And when Jesus uh, goes to the cross and then is, is resurrected, and when he uh, ascends back into heaven, what happens? The Spirit of the Lord descends upon all of those who call on his name. Kind of a, a, an interesting progression that we see uh, foreshadowed uh, all the way back in the book of Numbers. And so then at the end of chapter 11, we see uh, the Lord does send quail, uh, and he sends a lot of quail. Uh, and uh, not only that, but the people uh, get sick from eating the quail. Um, so he, he does does provide for them, um, but there's also a lesson <laughs> involved. Um, but unfortunately, the people aren't going to fully grasp that lesson. Uh Verse uh, chapter 12 uh, is kind of interesting. You have Miriam and Aaron. That's uh, Moses' sister and brother. Uh, Miriam is a prophetess. Uh, Aaron is a priest. He's the high priest. Uh, and it, it's interesting that it, right after uh, uh, God gives the 70 elders, uh, you're right, right, to, to help Moses to shoulder some of the weight, uh, then you start having a problem of jealousy, that there are people that want more power. And it happens to be Moses' sister and brother. Uh, and they actually accuse Moses of marrying someone who is not an Israelite. Um, the, the issue of race and racism goes all the way back because it's part of the human sinful condition. 
right? And it's interesting how they are, they are actually probably aren't that concerned about who Moses married. Uh, they are m- much more concerned about their positions uh, of power, and they want more power. And God's, God uh, stepped in uh, and, and spoke and said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly, and nard in the dark, saying, and he sees the form of the Lord. And why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So God is saying, no, I have a special relationship with Moses, and you better just get over it. And and I'm going to say that Miriam and Aaron are now becoming terrified. Um, they have seen what the Lord has done. And in fact, immediately, uh, Miriam was struck with leprosy. Uh, and Moses steps in and prays, and, uh, and God uh, does uh, take away the leprosy from Miriam. But you see uh, the, the serious situation here. Uh, and, and so we already start to see these human elements of jealousy, of the desire for power, uh, starting to creep in uh, to the system that God has uh, has instilled. Um, that's important for us to, to remember today because we're still human just as they were human back then. Um, and so jealousy and the desire for power uh, are still extremely destructive uh, human uh, characteristics that we deal with today. All right, so that gives us to the end of chapter 12. Um, encourage you to read for next Tuesday, uh, read numbers 13 through 16. Um, this is uh, one of the saddest and disheartening events that happen with the Jewish people, uh, and it leads uh, to 40 years of wandering. So we'll be in that uh, next uh, Tuesday. So read numbers chapters 13 through 16. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.